Welcome to Good Faith Reads. I'm your host, Callie Chisholm, the creative coordinator at Good Faith Media. Good Faith Reads is a short podcast released twice a month where we focus on one of our book authors at Good Faith Media. We've published more than 100 titles under our Nurturing Faith book imprint, and we invite you to check them out at goodfaithmedia.org bookstore. Today's guests are Marlene and Miles Westner, authors of Sermons for Special Days. They are joining us remotely from Oklahoma. Marlene and Miles, welcome to the podcast. We're happy to be with you today. I love to talk about our work. It's not a duty, it's a pleasure. We're talking from uh, to you from our home in Ida Bell, Oklahoma. It's a small town. We've lived here since 1957. This is in the very southeast corner of the state. It's so close to uh, Arkansas and Texas that our little church congregation is made up of Arkansas, Texans, and and Oklahomans, about equal in Arkansas and Texas, and a few Oklahomans. Well, we're so glad that you both are on the call with us, and it's lovely to hear about where you're from. Just to get us started, could you please explain, Marlene, what Sermons for Special Days is about? What is the purpose of the book? Well, it actually started because at the time I was teaching uh, K through two children in public school, and I saw how important holidays were to kids you know, with bulletin boards and parties and art. And I decided that if the church could somehow pick up on that interest, that it would be helpful. So also, and I think Miles is going to say something about this, we have a lot of bivocational pastors, and and these sermons can help them. They don't have enough time to, they work full-time jobs, and they don't have enough time to prepare sermons. But most of all, the reason we did it is because over the years, or maybe even 40 years ago, uh, we noticed that on holidays when we had a lot of visitors, most of them asked, requested uh, copies of our sermon. And so we started then uh, making printed copies to hand out after the services. Miles, do you have anything to add in addition to that? Well, uh, not only do the bivocational pastors uh, not have a lot of time for sermon preparation, but uh, in our area, many of them even don't even have the educational background uh, for a meaningful sermon preparation. So do you both have a favorite special day for sermons? Miles, what's your favorite? Well, I do. Mine is changing the course of history. Of course, uh, I was a history teacher, and uh, um, that's the, I guess that's the reason. Marlene, what about you? Yeah, for me, it's, it's strange. It's graduation. Everybody's surprised. And you know why? It's because on that day I can push education yeah. <laughs> and, and talk, talk about college and careers, and we have a lot of youth on that day uh, because we honor youth and we give scholarships on that day. And and also on those sermons especially, we use hooks to help them remember. For instance, uh, alliteration of your points or maybe an acrostic. Uh, For instance, when Nancy Reagan said, just say no to drugs, uh, we developed a sermon on NOPE, N-O-P-E, that has been very popular. It's to warn young people about getting in trouble and then giving excuses and the n stands 
for nobody will know, and the O stands for just once won't make a difference, and the P stands for people made me do it, peer pressure made me do it, and the E stands for everybody else was doing it. So when we do something like that, people remember it, and later they'll say, oh, you remember when you did that sermon on NOPA? So we try to, to especially, it's something that, that young people will remember. So some holidays can dredge up a variety of emotions for people, some positive, like graduation, or negative. Um, for example, Mother's Day comes to mind here just because there's been a lot of awful sermons preached about Mother's Day that emphasize stereotypes or reinforce stigmas around infertility or childlessness. How can pastors avoid harmful stereotyping on days like Mother's Day? Was this something that you both considered in your writing? Miles, would you like to start? The easiest approach is to uh, get sentimental on those days, and we try not to do that. We try to give valid information. We haven't really had that problem because, in the first place, we give general parenting tips on Mother's and Father's Day. And uh, I taught uh, psychology for 32 years at a university, and my most popular course, class, was uh, marriage and family. So I had a wealth of material on those issues. And again, we used uh, alliteration, like uh, what children need is the touch, talk, and time, and and be sure to cherish, challenge, and champion your children. And also, we did an acrostic on how to bless your children, based upon thinking about how Jacob blessed Jacob's children. And uh, we spelled it out. B is believe in them. L is love them. E is enjoy them. S is support them. And the other S is to shape them. And at that point, we tried to show that how important parenting is because it can change the world and that everybody, every great leader and hero we ever had was once a child, like Abraham Lincoln was once a child. And so that's more what the way we go, a very general uh, tips about the importance of parenting. That's great. And I love the alliteration piece too. I, I love those helpful uh, tidbits of information that once again, you know, you it sticks with you after you've heard it. So we'll be right back in 30 seconds with more of Good Faith Reads. I'm Starlet Thomas, and I invite you to join us for Good Faith Stories. It's a new podcast series from Good Faith Media. In each episode of Good Faith Stories, we'll bring you a collection of different stories tied to a theme, unique and true stories as told by the people who live them. Each story is short, six or seven minutes with a little mood music. Listen to Good Faith Stories wherever you get your podcasts and find us online at goodfaithmedia.org. Welcome back to Good Faith Reads. Today we're joined remotely by Marlene and Miles Westner, authors of the Good Faith Media book, Sermons for Special Days. I'm Callie Chisholm, creative coordinator of Good Faith Media. Marlene and Miles, you have a section on Independence Day, uh, another special day that sometimes can generate tension in churches. You include a quote in your book that states, a wise man said, patriotism is not singing the star-spangled banner and saluting the flag, it's discovering truth and implementing justice. I think that's an interesting nudge. Could you say more about sermons on the 4th of July? Marlene, would you like to start here? Oh, yes. <laughs> I can say quite a bit about that. 
One of my pet peeves is observing how superficial and literal people are about patriotism. They get fanatical about songs and flags and and how you stand (laughs) and and bumper stickers, Uh, and that's not patriotism. Yet they know so little about our democracy. For instance, in our area, we hear people saying, oh, I think anybody that burns a flag should be shot on the spot. And I think, don't you realize that that shooting someone on the spot is more damaging to democracy than burning the flag? And also the ignorance and apathy about uh, our uh, patriotism. Uh, for instance, in, in 1941, when Pearl Harbor was bar- bombed, thousands of people called in and complained that their regular programs were interrupted for this news. Uh, and also, my favorite illustration is about a speaker who faced an audience and asked, what are the two greatest problems in our nation today? And a man on the front row shrugged and rolled his eyes and said, I don't know, and I don't care. And the speaker shouted, that's exactly right, sir. Ignorance and apathy will destroy our country. And that's so, so true. Uh, another little uh, illustration of this is a New Haven study. They did a great majority favored a free press, almost everybody. And yet another question, a third said they wouldn't permit the newspaper to criticize America. And those two things are sort of, you know, mutually exclusive. <laughs> um, and I, I guess I'm going to end with something Theodore Roosevelt said in 1900, over 100 years ago from this this momentous day that we're having. This country will not be a good place for any of us to live unless we make it a good place for all of us to live. But today I think we should have to change that and say, This world will not be a good place for any of us to live unless we can make it a good place for all of us to live. Right. That's a great quote. Miles, do you have anything to add on to that? Well, uh, my statement is that Christianity gives the most valid basis for democracy, but it's difficult to present this in an area that's not considered religious. We try never to be political in our messages. Uh, we do, however, uh, try to point out some of the general problems of a democracy. Mm. And I've got a little bit that I, uh, a paragraph from the book. So evil leaders and destructive groups have caused tragedies by manipulating the thinking process of normal individuals. They do this by isolating men and women from their normal support groups, by censoring all other viewpoints, and giving only one side of an issue. They present misleading information. They take quotes from other perspectives out of context. They repeat their doctrines and teachings over and over in a hypnotic manner until their victims lose their ability to think reasonably. So you write in your introduction that special days often attract the greatest church attendance and thus offer the greatest opportunity for outreach. Unfortunately, many holiday and seasonal messages are shallow and sentimental. Why do you think this is and what is preventing pastors from taking full advantage of high church attendance? 
I'm guessing here, but I think it's because you can't use the typical text, you know, the the evangelical text like John 3.16. You have to dig deeper into the scripture and get creative. And uh, for instance, we found Jesus used his masks and costumes constantly to illustrate hypocrisy in his wolves in sheep's clothing illustrations. And we've used that for Halloween and things like that. And that's one reason we wrote the book, because we hope we can give pastors ideas to go outside the box a little and realize that you can be biblical and yet be a little different. So an important note to all of our listeners, we at Good Faith Media are always accepting book proposals. Our authors engage with an experienced team of editors, designers, and marketers to produce and sell books on a variety of topics. If you have a book proposal you'd like to run by us, head on over to goodfaithmedia.org bookstore for more information. That's goodfaithmedia.org bookstore. So Marlene and Miles, I wonder if you might read for us a short passage from the book that you think is critical for listeners to hear, either because it's representative of the book or because you think it's important for folks to hear right now. My passage is, many years ago, there was a boy who was considered to be a stupid blockhead. He sat and drew pictures on his slate. He looked around and listened to everybody else. He asked impossible questions, and the kids called him a dunce. He usually came in at the bottom of his class. He attended primary school for less than three months, and everybody told him he was dumb. Finally, he told his mother about hearing the teacher say that he was adult and it wouldn't be worthwhile to waste time on him any longer. His mother marched off to school with him and told everybody within range of her voice that her son, Thomas Alva Edison, had more brains, had more brains than all the teachers and administrators put together. Edison called his mother the most enthusiastic champion a boy ever had, and from that day forward, he was a changed boy. He said, she cast over me an influence which has lasted all my life. He became a famous inventor that changed the world. I'd like to share a brief passage from one of our New Year's sermons. It's called, We're Told to Enjoy Today. The psalmist said, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Psalm 118.24. Don't be so preoccupied with saving for a rainy day that may come that you can't appreciate the sunny days that you have now. It's important to notice that Jesus enjoyed weddings and feasts and conversations with his friends. Most of us will miss out on the really big payoffs. Few ordinary people win Nobel Prizes, Oscars, Olympic gold medals, or million-dollar lotteries. Fortunately, however, we're all eligible for the little pleasures. A smile, a compliment, a sunset, a mountain, the starry skies are all available to us. In fact, God has given us years full of days to appreciate and cherish. This adaptation of an old Amish song expresses this message to each of us. Hold on to the sound of the music of living, sweet songs from the laughter of children at play. 
just smell of the grass as we run through the meadow and cherish the memory of what is today. Mm. Hold on to this moment. It won't be repeated. It slips through our fingers and will not delay. Our yesterday's gone and tomorrow's uncertain. So cherish the memory of what is today. As we live through the time God has given us in this new year, don't ignore the little things in your rush toward the big things. Live life now. This is the day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. That was wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Our guests today on Good Faith Reads have been Marlene and Miles Westner, authors of Sermons for Special Days. The book, along with more than 100 other titles, is available as both a print book and ebook at goodfaithmedia.org bookstore. Marlene and Miles, we appreciate you being on the podcast today. It's been our pleasure. I've enjoyed this a lot. You know, it really helps to discuss ideas with interested people. Writing can be a lonely work. <laughs> you begin to wonder if there's anybody out there listening. Oh, we're listening. But the people <laughs> at the Good Faith uh, Media and the publish this publishing company we're, are so caring and supportive, and we really appreciate your encouragement. Oh, that's very kind. Thank you. We appreciate you and your talents and the gifts that you bring to Good Faith Media. Thank you.